Good afternoon and welcome to the Friday edition of the Manitoba Farm Journal. I'm your host, Corey Canute. Coming up this afternoon, we'll talk with the Manitoba Egg Farmer here on World Egg Day. Also, we'll talk with the Chair of Turkey Farmers of Canada ahead of the Thanksgiving long weekend. And up first in today's country comment, we'll be joined by Manitoba Agriculture Minister Ralph Eichler. The latest farm news and market numbers all coming up over the next 60 minutes. The time now is 12 o'clock. Here's a look at our local news. Good afternoon. You're listening to the Manitoba Farm Journal. The province is investing approximately $1.9 million through the Industry Expansion Program to support skills training for approximately 350 new and existing employees at Maple Leaf Foods. Here's Agriculture Minister Ralph Eichler. Great news story. Timing couldn't be better as far as uh, after COVID or during COVID to try and uh, create new opportunities for workers here in Manitoba. Uh, we know that this will make over 1,900 employees um, just at the, uh, the plant there itself. So this is really about protein. It's about pre-cooked bacon. Uh, also making some bacon bits uh, here at this uh, plant expansion as well. Um, and, and of course, those opportunities to create economic growth here in the province of Manitoba. How exactly will the money be used? Uh, is, it, is it mostly for training or...? It's a combination of training dollars and investments into machinery as well. So it's a, a bit of a combination between the two. Uh, as we know, part of our government as a whole approach, uh, we launched the skills, knowledge, and talent strategy as well, Corey, that, uh, that we'll make sure we got good-paying jobs for all Manitobans. So this is an opportunity to take advantage of that in partnership with the government of the whole approach. So we're really excited about not only creating those jobs, but also creating wealth uh, within the province by investing money in the protein sector to build it up and, of course, to make it whole as well to uh, help all Manitobans be able to succeed in life. And what's it going to mean to to move some of that uh, processing from the U.S. Now, now into Manitoba here? Well, I think what it does, basically, it keeps the money at home. Uh, we're exporting product, uh, finished product from Manitoba to retailers, uh, wherever that may be. I know they have a whole list of uh, people they supply bacon to. Uh, and, of course, we have a great product, and we have a, a, a source that uh, has really stepped up uh, in Manitoba and rural Manitoba in particular, uh, building barns, creating those opportunities for small rural Manitoba and those small towns that need those jobs and those opportunities to keep them whole as well. So it's not just about Winnipeg. It's about the Manitoba province as a whole. And you mentioned the uh, the protein strategy, I guess. Just talk a bit more about that. Yeah. As we you remember, uh, when I was a previous minister in 2018, uh, we announced the protein strategy. And it wasn't about plant protein. It was about both plant protein and animal protein. Uh, we realized that uh, they both have a significant contribution, not only to our, our overall economic impact, but... Uh, as far as creating opportunities for Manitobans and for Canada, for that matter, because really what it boils down to is as we decide what proteins we want to invest in and and consume, we've done a pretty good job in Manitoba being the leader. In fact, we're the only, we were the first province in North America or state to launch a protein strategy. So I love to remind Manitobans they should be proud of where we are and where we're going. Uh, with the addition of Merit, we already had Roquette, but both uh, facilities are 
churning out product right now, as long as he and others expand in the protein sector. So uh, great news story, and we want to thank all the listeners uh, that you have, Corey, for letting us share our good news with them. And um, before we go here, I just uh, I understand you also met with uh, Manitoba Pork this week uh, to talk about the announcement? Yes, we did, and, and uh, great conversation with them. They're excited about the opportunities. Uh, feed cost is a concern for them, to be perfectly honest, and we're helping come up with innovative ways for uh, supplements for them to be able to stay competitive uh, and not drive the price of food up at the same time. So uh, it's great working together in partnership to make sure we have the best return of investments for, for Manitobans on their investments. That was Manitoba Agriculture Minister Ralph Eichler. A look at what's happening in the markets this afternoon is coming up. Good afternoon, I'm Corey Canute. Today is World Egg Day. The governments of Canada and Manitoba are providing $1.5 million for Manitoba egg farmers to establish the Egg Lair Research and Public Engagement Facility at the University of Manitoba's Glenlee Research Station south of Winnipeg. The proposed new facility will advance and enhance research on modern egg production techniques and technologies. Manitoba egg farmers will also partner on the cost of construction, and the university will continue to own and operate the facility once it's completed. Manitoba's egg farmers account for 10% of the country's egg production and generate about $120 million in farm cash receipts. Farmers have been taking advantage of the warm weather to push ahead with harvest. This week's crop report says the province's soybean harvest is 89% complete. Here's Pulse Specialist Dennis Lang. It was so dry this year that we were initially kind of looking at potential yields in that 25 to 30 bushel range as far as an average and maybe a little closer to 25. As we got into harvest, though, it was quite interesting to see that the the yields were, uh, in some areas, much better than expected. Not to say there wasn't the 12 and 15 bushel yields out there, but there were lots of uh, soybean yields reported anywhere from 30 to over 40 bushels an acre. We're probably looking at pretty close to about a 30 bushel average across the province this year. And the Canadian Pork Council hosted an African swine fever town hall this week. Here's Chair Rick Bergman. We are in a war against ASF. That said, we're fortunate to currently be free of it. We are in peacetime, but we need to be prepared. The sector is fully engaged in the focus on prevention and the what if of this virus entering into Canada. Bergman says it's wise to spend millions of dollars on prevention and preparedness to save literally billions. That was a look at today's farm news. I'm Corey Canute. Good afternoon and welcome to the Prairie Eggwire for Friday, October 8th. I'm Corey Canute. Coming up today, we'll chat with the chair of Turkey Farmers of Canada. Many Canadians will have turkey on the menu this Thanksgiving weekend. I caught up with Darren Ference. He's the chair of Turkey Farmers of Canada. The turkey operation is at Gibbons, Alberta, just north of Edmonton. We raise uh, turkeys year-round. Uh, we raise all types of turkeys for the whole bird and the further processed market. Uh, we raise both uh, hens and toms, depending on what the processor needs. How many uh, birds do you have on the farm there? We grow uh, basically three cycles of about 35,000 birds a cycle. Talk about the importance of, of the Thanksgiving uh, holiday in terms of uh, turkey sales. Thanksgiving is one of our major markets for our whole bird piece of the market. We uh, sell about 36% of all our whole bird turkeys during the Thanksgiving uh, season, which 
equates to about 2.5 million whole birds. Whole bird turkeys will be purchased at this time. Has that number been, I guess, fairly steady? Are people, um, you know, are they switching what they're eating on Thanksgiving? Or The number has been fairly steady over all of the years. It has had some slight decline in, in the last few years as people change to either smaller turkeys or there's some movement to whole ro- uh, to a turkey roast, which is uh, a wrapped whole meat product, uh, white meat product. So uh, there is a little bit of changing as as we move into smaller family. Christmas would be the biggest holiday then? or Christmas is the largest holiday with uh, about 41% of all turkeys or 2.9 million whole bird turkeys being sold at that time. Been hearing about um, so, some places in the country um, uh, shortage of turkeys. Is that something you've been um, seeing? We don't expect to have any shortages. We had... Uh, our frozen stocks were lower on September 1st this year as they were from last year, but they we have had an increase in production that we put in, in in June, which should be bringing a lot of fresh turkey into the market uh, right for the Thanksgiving Christmas season. Has the uh, pandemic had any impact on, on sales? When the pandemic first came in, there was a large decrease in food service uh, part of our market. And we, uh, we adjusted the market at that time uh, to accommodate for that. And since then, it has picked back up and, and the increases have come back in. So we had uh, actually uh, Thanksgiving last year was 13% higher than the previous year. And, Chris, uh, uh, and Easter was also higher than the previous year with the pandemic. Christmas stayed about level. So. And Darren, you mentioned um, you know families buying um, some families buying smaller uh, smaller turkeys. Um, any tips for consumers on how to how to select a turkey? You know what to look for when they're going in, into the grocery store. All turkeys in the grocery store are going to be uh, a great choice. They're all all grade A turkey. Uh, most of our uh, off grade turkeys now are cut up and, and put into further processed products. So any choice you have will be good. Choose one uh, that you would like from either uh, regular frozen bird or or some of them that are pre-seasoned or pre-stuffed. Any, I guess, any tips for for how to how to cook a turkey? You know, do you have a favorite recipe that you like to like to use? Or uh, when we're roasting the turkey, uh, I like to brine it, soak it in a brine and uh, and uh, spice solution for 24 hours before we put it on. Uh, uh, before we put it in the roaster. Leftovers are always good. You can prepare them in many different ways, and you can always go to uh, Turkey Farmers of Canada website or thinkturkey.ca to find many recipes on how to prepare them. And uh, Darren, wanted to just touch on a couple of programs um, I saw noted here on the website. First one here, the On-Farm Food Safety Program. Talk a little bit about that and, and you know what goes into keeping the food safe on the farm there. It's... Uh, mandated program that we have 100% uptake in from our farmers. We have uh, on-farm food safety and also flock care to make sure that uh, everybody is uh, treating and raising their birds in a very uh, humane manner and also to make sure that uh, all uh, food coming through is safe and there there's no residues or 
and, and anything in your food. Any other thoughts here on uh, on Thanksgiving, you know, as we head into the weekend? I just hope everybody has a safe and happy Thanksgiving and celebrate how they can with the pandemic uh, restrictions going on. That was Darren Ferentz, Chair of Turkey Farmers of Canada. That's it for the Prairie Eggwire for today. If you have any questions or opinions to share, send them to us by email, thefarmdesk at goldenwest.ca. I'm Corey Canute. Thanks for listening and have a great afternoon. The Prairie Eggwire will return next week on the Golden West Farm Network. Time now for a look at the farm calendar. Manitoba Forage and Grassland Association is hosting an introduction to holistic management every Monday until November 8th. The online sessions will be held from 6 to 7 p.m. Registration is required. Manitoba Beef Producers Fall District Meetings start October 19th. Go to their website for details. Egg in Motion presents a post-harvest information session October 20th. Topics include storing grain options, winter equipment decisions, and more. Visit the Egg in Motion website to register. And Keystone Agricultural Producers Fall Advisory Council meeting takes place October 20th at 9 a.m., Via Zoom, you can go to the CAP website to register. The deadline to submit resolutions is October 12th. Continuing with the Manitoba Farm Journal here on this Friday afternoon, today is World Egg Day. I caught up with Rick Lee. He's an egg farmer at Holland, Manitoba. As an egg farmer, uh, we're thrilled to be celebrating the 25th anniversary of World Egg Day. Um, The week of World Egg Day, Manitoba egg farmers will be celebrating virtually all over Manitoba with an egg extravaganza. Uh, so folks can follow us on social media at Eggs Manitoba to participate. Tell us a little bit about the event. I know there's something happening in uh, Winnipeg. Yeah, so to celebrate World Egg Day, Manitoba Egg Farmers is doing a social media giveaway and exciting contests all day. We will be going to an event uh, in Winnipeg on October 8th. Um, giving away free egg sandwiches, so stop by if you're in the city. Tell us a little bit about, um, you know, what, sh- what you do, how your operation uh, works there. Yeah, so our, our operation here, we're a, a family-owned farm, uh, just like many are in Manitoba. So every morning we head out to our barn and look after our birds, pick the eggs, and uh, everything's very automated in our facility here, so... Um, there's a, a control center that takes care of our feed and light, ventilation, all that sort of stuff. So, How many eggs uh, do you produce there? We produce uh, approximately 6,400 a day. Where do those end up? Where do they get shipped to? Our eggs get picked up by Burnbray and sent into Winnipeg to the grading station. They get picked up once a week. Those eggs get graded, washed, and sent directly to the supermarket. Talk a little bit about uh, the automation and just how that uh, makes things uh, easier there. So with our automation, it looks after our feeding schedule, our lighting schedule, ventilation. If there's ever an issue in our barn, it sends me a text to my phone right away so we can head back to the barn and, and correct the problem. So it, it definitely makes everything, uh, the operation run a lot smoother. How long have you been doing this? I am a third-generation egg farmer on on this farm, so I've been basically picking eggs my whole life. What do you enjoy about it? I enjoy everything about it. Um, As our slogan says, we're egg farmers, we love what we do. Uh, That's just a a true statement to the the passion that all Manitoba egg farmers have with their operation. Um, Probably the biggest thing for me is being able to 
work with my family every day in uh, in our barn. Probably um, eat a lot of eggs there as well, or we sure do. Yeah. Talk a bit about that, the nutritious uh, nutrition aspect of of eggs and what that uh, can provide to a diet. The nutritional value of an egg um, is a very versatile food to uh, to prepare. It's easy easy to make anytime, anywhere. My favorite is a scrambled egg with cheese, onions, and, and peppers is kind of my go-to. That was Rick Lee, an egg farmer at Holland, Manitoba, talking to us here today on World Egg Day. Another look at what's happening in the markets heading into the close is coming up in just a moment. Time now for another look at today's farm news. The Canadian Pork Council hosted day two of its African Swine Fever Town Hall this week. Here's Chair Rick Bergman. This virus has a major impact from farm to fork, so efforts to protect and to prepare are time and money well spent. It is wise to spend millions to save literally billions. Bergman says the sector is fully engaged on the focus on prevention and the what-if of this virus entering into Canada. And farmers made good harvest progress this week thanks to the warm weather. This week's crop report says the province's edible bean harvest was at 82% complete. Here's Pulse Specialist Dennis Lang. The yields that I'm hearing right now are anywhere from 800 to 1,200 pounds per acre. In the good areas where they've got more rainfall, those yields are in that 1,600 to 1,800 pounds an acre. Overall quality is good. No real issues other than a little bit of bacterial blight uh, in some of the samples here and there, but nothing Nothing to be of any concern with right now. Overall, we're probably going to be looking at, you know, maybe a 12 to 1300 pound average yield for this year. Uh, Our normal five-year average is 1700 pounds an acre. I'll be back after this to wrap up today's program. We've come to the end of another Manitoba Farm Journal. I'm your host, Corey Canute. If you have any questions or comments, you can reach us by email, thefarmdesk at goldenwest.ca. Today's closing numbers with more in-depth commentary on what's happening in the markets is coming up at 10 to 2 on the Markets Farm program. Thanks for listening and have a great afternoon. Hope you can join us back here on Monday starting at 12 noon.